On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He has a YouTube channel called Philly Take with RB. He has over 1,600 subscribers on his YouTube channel, a YouTube channel that basically promotes Philadelphia teams like the Eagles and the Sixers and others. And his name is Ryan, and he joins me now. Ryan, how are you today? Yo, what's going on, man? How's everyone doing today? Appreciate you for bringing me on here. I'm excited to talk some sports as always, man. Yep, absolutely, man. That's what we've been trying to do. Just crank out football content of some kind. And this is the kind of time right now to try and link up with some people. And uh, first question I wanted to ask you, Ryan, was, you know, obviously you uh, identify yourselves as a Philadelphia sports fan. So why don't you take me through the story behind, you know, how you became a Philadelphia sports fan, how you kind of came to like all kinds of Philadelphia sports? Yeah, definitely. So I would say, honestly, with Philadelphia sports, I know, I know it's like this with a lot of teams, but it really is bred into you from a young child, at least for me, yeah. um, you know, growing up, having the crazy household, the dad going absolutely nuts. I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, I look up, I'm five, six years old and I'm watching Eagles games just going crazy. And um, it just grows on you. And it, it the passion, the the love for the game, the teams, it's just here in Philadelphia, man, we we just we embrace these sports. We do, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just love sports. Honestly, they're one of the biggest parts of life, as you know. And um, yeah, man, we we I really just got into it from a young age, and it's it's kind of what keeps me going throughout the week. You know, just watching a game or mm-hmm. going out playing with my friends. Yep, absolutely, man. I can totally agree. Uh, a lot of people know from my experiences that know me personally that uh, football particularly and other sports have basically saved my life on a numerous amount of occasions. I, I've been, it's been there for me at my lowest of lows and it's turned me into the person I am and the sport yep. lover that I am. So I always say that my second biggest love is sports. So, you know, it's always uh, fun to talk sports. So let me ask you for, uh, obviously you're an Eagles fan, a 76ers fan and a Phillies fan. Uh, is there one that you favor more than the others or is the love for all of them mutual? I would have to say it's mutual. Um, it's a good question. Actually, I've been asked before and, um, you know, I love all my sports teams. I feel like they come, you know, with each season it's obviously when it's Eagles season, you know, I'm all in on the Eagles or, when basketball's here, I'm all in on on the Sixers. But overall, when you when I take a step back and look at it, man, I'm I'm just blessed to be here in Philly and, and love these teams. And I I think I love them all the same, man. 
Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with it. I'm not, I'm not a guy that yeah, every time when I, gr- I grew up in Ohio, so everyone tells me, you know, you, you got to stick to your roots, right? You got to stick to <laughs> the Ohio teams. Well, I'm a diehard Ohio state football fan or Ohio state's fan in general, because, you know, that's the school that a lot of my family's gone to. We ride or die for the Buckeyes, but obviously for being sure. an Indianapolis Colts fan, threw a lot of people off when I grew up being a Colts fan. I'm, I was one of the few. So um, l- let me ask, how did you get started with YouTube? I know I told you uh, my story of how I started with Cody, but how did you get started with deciding I'm going to make a YouTube channel talking about Philadelphia sports? That is an excellent question, man. Let me tell you. So I probably don't have as traditional or, you know, as, as nice a story as others. So about what is it? Okay. So about six months ago, seven months ago, right coming off the summer last year, I, I start, I, I, I'm a big 2k fan. I, I like to play video games a lot mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm just playing games and I, I start making a few videos for 2k, nothing crazy, you know, not really putting my all into it, just having fun with that. So I, I made a, a few 2k videos and on Christmas day, I have family over and I'm watching the Sixers and they completely trounce the, mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks, they they embarrassed mm-hmm. them on Christmas Day. And and I just sat in front of my webcam and I just started ranting about it. And I just started going off and having fun. And I made a couple more videos, you know, uh, when the Sixers beat the Lakers the day before Kobe passed. And it just started to rack up. And, and I found that love. And I found, you know, I've always been the guy to talk about sports. I usually annoy my family members, my friends, but dang like yo i can talk sports so I, I just started talking i've been getting better and you know the last five months it's just it's just gone off yeah absolutely dude i i can totally relate uh i i've talked so much sports that you know my dad and my brother and i are all sport lovers but i'm just to the point where my family sometimes gets annoyed with me so i like you said go to youtube where i can speak my mind and talk stuff about sports and people listen to you and that's the great part exactly. about it so and, and it's great because you like not only do you, like when you when you're around your family your friends you get the same perspectives you know it's usually uh-huh. the same but i love i love i'm here for the debates all the talks everything man i love yep. it absolutely i'm the same way so let me let me ask you because we were just talking about it before we started this that uh, your Eagles videos that you talked about during the draft. So from what I've seen so far, I've seen a couple of different draft reaction videos and montages that have included your videos in some of them. A lot of them are either <laughs> Eagles montages or cowboy montages, you know, things of that nature. Um, I think the, uh, what your one video has 86,000 views on it. The one has 36,000 and, you have a couple others that are up there. Um, yeah. How does it feel for you to see those couple videos just kind of take off? Like seeing your your reaction to a draft pick just skyrocket into all these views that so many people are seeing. Dude, it, it's unbelievable. It's like because before the draft, you know, I'm, I'm sitting. I think it was a few days before I, I just hit 500 subscribers, and and I'm like, man, like I might I'm starting to create something out of this, and. I hadn't really done a lot of Eagles content, but I love the Eagles. I have so much passion. And I was like, 
I was going to do a video each night of the draft, but I was like, yeah, why don't I just set my phone up and just see what happens? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even some of the Eagles disgrace of a pick, like in the second round, you know, <laughs> it actually ended up working out good for me. And I post the video off my phone, which I didn't really expect anything to go crazy. And, you know, in the first hour, it's at, you know, five, 10,000 views and it just keeps going and keeps going. And these Cowboys fans are coming at me and I love making them mad. So it's been, it's <laughs> oh, been yeah. amazing. Man. And we, everybody <laughs> knows that the Cowboys fan base is the most delusional fan base in all of football. We just have Thank to have you. their fun with Cowboys fans. Thank you. And it, it, it sounds great hearing <laughs> that from someone from a different fan base. It, yes. it sounds uh, music yep. to my ears, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I was going to say I did a a, a stream for uh, our podcast, I think, on day two after the first round, because obviously the Colts didn't have a first round draft pick. But we had the 34th and what was soon to be the 41st pick. So I kind of set up shop, talked to some people and was uh, streaming the draft. And, you know, I, I I think anyone that watched our podcast or watched that stream knows if you want to go back and look at it it's quite funny. My reaction to um, my reaction to Jonathan Taylor was quite similar to your reaction to Jalen Rager. Um, and we're <laughs> going to talk about that here in a minute, but before we get into your, the off season for the Eagles and your, your draft and everything else, um, why don't you give me your best Eagles moment? Because I actually have a good story that I want to tell you, but what's your best Eagles moment? Oh man, dude, tough question. There's so many, um, besides the obvious, besides, you know, 2017, watching that final Hail Mary from Brady to Gronk drop to the ground and (laughs) me drop to the ground. I'll pick something exclusive. So a true story, my first Eagles game, uh, I went to an Eagles playoff game against Green Bay. It was the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mike McCarthy and just you know I I didn't know what to expect it was my first game I'm a little younger and you know it's Mm -hmm. freezing cold and just walking throughout the tunnel and just watching all these Eagles fans surround a Green Bay cheesehead and and just go at them and just go just go at them I just felt the love I'm getting high-fived by dudes who I don't even know 40 years old and I just felt the love man I felt the passion I I love that moment as an Eagles fan Oh, yeah, there's nothing better than that. Um, I'm actually going to go to your obvious because I actually got to work that Super Bowl, believe it or not. Yeah, so I I actually was in college during that time, and our school won a bid to allow like 20, uh, 20 students to go work the Super Bowl week. So we did everything that week. We're interacting with Eagles fans, and you had patriots fans you had a lot of vikings fans there because obviously it's in minnesota um and we got to work the game and everything else and work the week prior to that and see so many cool things and i'm telling you this you mentioned the hail mary to gronk at the end of that game let me yep. tell you i've never heard a stadium get so quiet and then when the moment you saw that ref <laughs> throw his hands up in the air saying game's over the eruption. I heard you, it sounded <laughs> like you just had the volume down and then cranked it up at that moment. It's just, ah, it's like, dude, I've never heard a stadium rock that way 
before because I, I just have never been to a game that was that important. And and I'm not an Eagles fan, but I was so happy that the Patriots did not win. I was just so happy that the Eagles won that. It made the trip, my ride back home to Ohio, that much better. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, man, it, that pass was up in the air for so long. Oh, yeah. And it's like, like he gets out of the grip. I think it was um of Brandon Graham. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Because I can just see it happening. You know, it, mm-hmm. Brady always had the fourth quarter comebacks. He he always did it. And yep. you see Gronk running down the field. And I, I think it was um, Jalen Mills or Rasul Douglas. They're both tipping it up in the air. I'm like, come on, hit it down. Hit it down. <laughs> hit it down. <laughs> and, and everyone's just standing there for a second. I'm like, please, no flags. No flags. Yeah. And, that's and the I just mood dropped of the everybody ground. in the stadium. Everyone was just like, we're looking around. Is there anything? Is there anything at all? Like, just making sure this is happening. And then when the players started running off the field, everyone knew, it, yes, this is it. Dude, it was <laughs> unbelievable. It's because it's with Philly sports, man, like we really, this is our life. So like yep. all of these years for the Eagles, and I know I'm younger, but still like growing up and watching just every year, disappointment, disappointment. And, and we finally did it, you know, like yep. we are holding up that trophy and, we beat the best of all time. We beat Brady and we beat Belichick. Yeah. And that made it even better, man. It, seeing Brady walk off that field, there's nothing <laughs> like it. It's the best day oh, of my yeah, life, Oh, yeah, totally. And then, you know, that, that Super Bowl was nothing but an offensive juggernaut of a game. Almost oh, a 1,000 yards offensively. And there was only one sack the whole game. And that was, I think, the second to last drive where I think it was Brandon Graham that strip-sacked Brady to Mm -hmm. give you guys a chance to get a field goal to put you guys in the lead. I mean, that was, that was an incredible watch. That was an incredible watch. Dude. I mean, most yards in a game all time, you know, one sack, one punt, it offense. It was only the offense and Nick Foles went toe to toe with the goat. And it it was unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Oh yeah. It was easily my best sports moment. So now let's go to your off season. So um, how would you grade this offseason for them? I know you guys had uh, traded for Darius Slay, very good corner, uh, kept a bunch of your secondary guys like Jalen Mills, uh, Ronnie McLeod. I think that's very smart to keep those guys around. Obviously, you lost Malcolm Jenkins and a few others. Uh, what's your uh, impression, Ben, of the offseason for them? Yeah, if I, if I would have to go with a grade, I'd probably go with a B. Um, you know, a lot of people like to, yeah, B, uh, a lot of people like to highlight, you know, my second round reaction and everything. And, and I still don't agree with that pick, but if you look at what we did in the, in the off season in free agency, we went all defense. Like usually we, we target the offense more, but in terms of the defense, like we finally have a lockdown corner where I can sit back and say, you know what? I trust that guy every Sunday. He's going to lock up the number one receiver in big place mm-hmm. like, and we did lose Malcolm Jenkins. I, I wish we wouldn't have. I wish we would have paid him or given him the years that he wanted. But like you said, McLeod, Mills, Will Parks, we go out and get Jatavis Brown. We go out and we get Javon Hargrave to pair with Fletcher Cox. And I, and I know we always value the trenches. Mm-hmm. And our, our defensive line is going to be crazy, man. I, I think it could be top five at least. And um, when you look at the offense, we took to the draft to – address the offense we did a lot better later on in the draft i would say 
Right. And, and I'm not saying Rhaegar is a bad pick or anything, but he has a lot of upside. And mm-hmm. later on, we go out and snag a couple receivers. We trade for Marquise Goodwin. We still have Deshaun Jackson. It's it's going to be a lot of fast guys in that locker room. going to be a lot of competition. And um, yeah. with what we did, I, I think we made some solid moves um, outside of that second round pick. But I, I think we had a decent offseason. I, I do. And I, I don't think how he's done yet because you can never count that guy out. He's mm-hmm. a cat magician. Yep. Absolutely. Now let's move to the 2020 draft. So without talking about any particular players, how would you grade the draft that you had without naming any particular players? I, I would probably also say a B or a B plus. Um, I think okay. we filled some voids. We got, I was looking to go into this draft, looking to address wide receiver and linebacker because, you know, we, we, we've always undervalued linebacker and it's an undervalued position now in the yeah. NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I thought we snagged a couple good receivers, guys who, who have a lot of upside who are explosive and elusive. And in terms of the linebacker position, we got some guys who can develop. That's what I'm looking for. Guys who can develop. I thought we got a steal, um, you know, on defense as safety and we, we got some good trench help as well. So I think overall, I think overall outside of a pick or two, I thought we had a pretty solid draft in my opinion. Yeah, you, you're right. And when you talked about the linebacker being an undervalued position as a Colts fan, when you have Darius Leonard, believe me, we know what it's like for a guy to get undervalued as Darius Leonard has. I mean, outside of Ray Lewis, Darius Leonard is having the, the best first two seasons of a linebacker in NFL history. And it's, it's quite shocking to me how many p- fans and teams fail to address the linebacker position in more in more depth because to me that's one outside of pass rush is the most important position on the defense. It's crazy, man. I don't understand why it continues to happen because, like you said, Darius Leonard guy is a a difference maker, and yep. not only are these guys you know back in coverage or or on a tight end or something, but they can they can be sent in some blitz packages they can roam around you can put them in coverage drop them in the box you can do a lot with a linebacker and when you have that dominant presence on the field right smack there in the middle behind the line it -hmm. does a lot for your defense a lot absolutely all right so let's go to your first uh rounder here and that's Jalen Rager here so um I told you before it seemed to me that it was kind of like when the Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor he's a good player just maybe wasn't the move we were expecting. So it kind of came as a shock right away. Um, It's a very interesting pick because, you know, you had names like Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk and other names that were still on the board. Uh, Going, thinking about it now, now that you've had two weeks to kind of digest it, what do you feel about that pick now? I, I think Jalen Rhaegar is a solid pick. I do. And and like you said, there was a good variety of people. Now, Justin Jefferson, he's going to be your more sure guy. You know, he'll, he'll have a lot of catches. Yeah. He has those hands. Jalen Rhaegar, I think as the weeks approached up to the NFL draft, I think Howie Roseman and, and our front office staff really liked Rhaegar, especially when he posted that video of him running the, uh, I think it was the 4-2, 4-2-7. And just all the tools all the attributes when you look into what he was able to do in college with three four different quarterbacks um I think we were we were going for a home run pick here I think we were looking at the upside 
We definitely need speed. We need a guy who's going to be explosive and can catch the ball of run up field because we know last year the Eagles had so many drops. They did, and we need that home run cut type of dude that we can put on the other side of Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. And um, last year we were just too sluggish, man. We were too sluggish. I think Howie went for is going for speed. I think he really is valuing speed at the wide receiver position, and, and I think it was a solid pick. Yeah, so speaking of receivers, I mean, you drafted three of them, you know, with Rager, Hightower from Boise State, and Watkins out of Mississippi State. And also you acquired Marcus Goodwin for a trade with the 49ers on the second day as well. You you hit on it perfectly that, you know, you're, you're going for speed here. I mean, Marquise Goodwin, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, all guys that can run sub four threes on the 40 time or better. I mean... How do you feel about going so top heavy with this in this draft with the receivers? If you ask me, I thought it was a smart idea because obviously you looked at at the end of the season, what did they have? They a very they had very few guys that you could rely on to help Wentz in any way outside of a uh, crippled Zach Ertz. So to see you go four wide receivers deep in this draft, uh, what what was your impression of going with so many of those? I thought it was a great idea, just like you said. Um, you know, in Philly here, when when people want something, all you're going to do is hear about it, you know? it's That's how Philly fans are. And all we've been talking about, like you said, going down the stretch last season, Carson Wentz was, was throwing the ball to my next-door neighbors. He really had nobody, <laughs> nobody at all, except our tight ends and Miles Sanders. And we need to hit on wide receivers. We need guys who are going to develop, you know, for the future now. I still believe that Carson Wentz needs that definitive number one, which he has been neglected of. Mm-hmm. But when you when you have these guys here, you have these speedy guys you're going to plug in, and, and you have Deshaun Jackson, who last year in the first game of the season had two long bomb touchdowns. It's just that he got hurt. Um, I think this team is trying to shape, like I said, a, a speed identity team. And whether it's Goodwin, I think Goodwin's going to develop and, and – into that Tory Smith type role that we had in 2017. I'm just worried about if his feet are healthy, if his feet are under him. If mm-hmm. it is, I, I think that could be a steal, you know, swapping six round picks. Um, these guys later on, I think they can develop. If not, they'll be there as depth in case we have more injuries. Cause you know, personally, all we do is get injuries. So mm-hmm. I think overall, I, I love it, man. I love that we addressed wide receiver with a passion. I love that we put a lot of assets into it. And hopefully we will come out with at least two guys, in my opinion, that can be solid for this team. All right. So the moment I've been waiting to ask you, Jalen Hurts. So obviously I saw your reaction. Um, if anyone wants to see, uh, Ryan's reaction to that. Just go to his YouTube channel. It, it speaks for itself. Um, so did that one sting a little bit? Does it still now? Dude, it, it stung and, and it still does. It just leaves a distasteful, just, just disgusting taste in my mouth, man. It's, it hurts, man. It, no pun intended, but it hurts. Mm-hmm. Think about it, man. It's there. There's multiple factors that go into it. Like, First off, not only is, is did we use a second round pick when we could have gotten a sure guy 
that will be here every single week on the field that could contribute right away. Like I said, linebacker. There were still some good linebackers on the on the board. There were wide receivers that we could have paired, maybe a Denzel Mims. We could have went for a, a corner. But we used a second-round pick, and I don't hate the player. I don't. Right. I just don't like the timing of the pick. I've, I've been one to say myself, we need insurance at the quarterback position. We know Wentz has gotten hurt every single year. We know Nick Foles came in and took us to the promised land. But a second-round pick that we could have used to maybe trade up in the first, that we maybe could have went out and, and sent Bill O'Brien for DeAndre Hopkins, you know? And yeah. we take a quarterback, <laughs> it's like that that hurts. And then if you know Philly sports, you know – quarterback controversy has been a big thing here for years and it's just like i feel when you pay carson wentz you declare him the man he's going to be entering his prime 27 years old and last year showing what he did literally i he answered the question that i needed to be answered and it was leadership last year he took a bunch of nobodies and put them on his back and led us to the playoffs and if it weren't for a cheap shot we had a good chance of winning that game and and now you draft what could possibly be his replacement. Now he's going to be looking over his shoulder. And, you know, there are some Eagles fans who are on the opposite side. They want to see Wentz go. Every time he, you know, comes up hobbling or if he throws a bad pass, it's going to be trade Wentz. And I just think it's it could get ugly, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate Carson Wentz because I feel like he's had a little bit of the what I would call the Andrew Luck syndrome when it comes to this sort of thing where you know, he's been put in a lot of bad situations where he's had to do a little too much and it gets himself injured. Um, yep. And ultimately that can hurt the performance of the team in the end. Um, so with that pick, wh- what do you think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what do you think that means for the future of Carson Wentz? Does it mean that maybe in a year or two he's gone or do you think, like you said, it's just insurance? I mean, to be if I'm being really honest, and most Eagles fans won't acknowledge this because they they don't want to say it, but I will. I, I speak objectively, and I believe that this is saying to Carson Wentz, we don't trust you. We don't because you, you've been down every yep. single year, and, and it's nothing about talent. Carson Wentz, in my opinion, can do things that a lot of quarterbacks can't do. He's very talented, and he's shown that, but – even if it's a cheap shot, even if he continues to go down, I think this is Howie Roseman saying, you know, we don't want to be in that same situation in the playoffs again where you go down and, and we have a 40-year-old Josh McCown who hasn't played in however long coming in. And, and I I personally, I would have addressed it in terms of, of veterans in, in free agency. But I think this could be saying, like you said, Carson, if you keep going down, even though we paid you, we have a guy right here who's ready to develop, who's ready to step in. And if he does well, who knows what could happen going into the future, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot more questions that are going to be, have to be answered at some point. Um, all right. So I don't know how your knowledge is of the Indianapolis Colts, but I'll ask you a quick question about it. Um, the Colts have had a very busy and productive off season, we re-signed our left tackle. Anthony Costanzo was the third best left tackle in all football last year. Uh, acquired DeForest Buckner for our first round pick. Uh, Xavier Rhodes and many others in free agency. Uh, Chris Ballard kind of took a different, more aggressive approach than he has in the last two years he was there. And obviously in the draft, we drafted guys like Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor in the second, 
And we even snagged Jacob Eason in the fourth round where many assumed he was going to be a second rounder along with Jalen Hurts. Fell all the way to the fourth and the Colts snagged him. Uh, Just in generosity uh, and curiosity here, what are your overall thoughts on the Colts offseason and what they can become this year? Yeah, um, so I I do stay up with different teams, especially teams like the Colts. And the reason because of that is because of Frank Reich. I love Frank. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know what he did for Philly. And I think the Colts are building or have already built and continue to build a solid team. Like, I really thought, you know, last year before Andrew Luck decided to retire, I thought the Colts were going to be a deep playoff team. I did. And Mm -hmm. you guys continue to make magic happen while not expending too much capital like you guys yep. are if if i'm correct still in a pretty good cap situation and, yes. and you go out and add a quality receiver early in the second you add jonathan taylor who by the way is from new jersey and he's a talented dude i i could see him being a steal in the draft oh yeah um like like you said man you guys hit on a lot of key areas in free agency in the draft and the only question i have is about who is going to be that future quarterback for the Colts? If you guys yep. have that figured out, I'm telling you, man, the Colts are are a legit threat this year and, and in the future as well. You guys are in a pretty solid situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, best offensive line in football, uh, an improving defense, could be a top 10 defense this year with the addition of a DeForest Buckner, who's one of the best at the defensive tackle position. And, you know, adding Phillip Rivers, whatever people may think about Phillip Rivers, um, is still a better quarterback than Jacob uh, Brissett, or Jacoby Brissett. And yeah, like you said, uh, Colts fans have a thing for kind of taking some former Philadelphia Eagles people. I mean, like you mentioned, Frank Reich and even Trey Burton, who was once a Philadelphia Eagle during that Super Bowl run as well. He's now with the Colts as well. Um, yeah, I, I think that definitely that can go a long way as long as we can. That's kind of the biggest question what for the Colts right now is who's the long-term quarterback. But, you know, we're going to figure that out here next year or the year after. But last question I have for you, um, I, I want you to try to be objective here because I know your Philadelphia bias might slip here a little bit. I'm going to check you on it if you do. But, hey, man, always objective. Are you confident – in saying, are you confident in saying the Eagles will win the NFC East again this year, or will it be the Dallas Cowboys? Very good question. I believe if the Eagles stay healthy, that is the number one factor, health. If this team stays healthy, we can be a 10-win team, an 11-win team. I believe it's going to be a dog race in the NFC East. It's a 2 team race in my opinion the Eagles and the Cowboys like you said Mm -hmm. and I think it it could all come down to week 16 in Dallas you know we we face down in Jerry World that could decide the division but overall man I'm gonna be I'm gonna be positive here I'm gonna be optimistic I think the Eagles will stay healthy I think Wentz is gonna prove all these these doubters wrong and I think the Eagles win the game win the division by one game I do I don't think Dallas has shored up that defense enough and and I think the Eagles have gotten younger they've what so-called rebuilt, but at the same time, we are still a competitive team and we've gotten younger and I I think we're ready to explode, man. All right. Yeah. I mean, it ultimately does depend on how Mike McCarthy elevates this team. If he even elevates the Cowboys. I mean, that's the ultimate question. Big questions. I mean, a lot of questions about Mike McCarthy. It also goes 
to to say whether he's even going to have as much input as we believe, you know, because yep. Jerry Jones likes to stick his nose where he shouldn't. Yep, absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for this one, Colts Nation. I hope you enjoyed this one. We got a lot of great inside depth on Philadelphia Eagles fans and the team as well. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for being a part of this. Derek, thank you for having me on, man. Hope to come back sometime. Appreciate all you guys, and I wish you guys the best of luck in the season. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. We appreciate the support, and as always, go Colts.